0: Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole, or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit ConcerningHim.com. We're continuing our series in the book of Jonah, and today we'll be looking at Jonah chapter 3 and the first three verses. Before we read, I just want to recap for a little bit about what we have studied so far together. We've looked in the book of Jonah, in the first two chapters, uh, at the prophet uh, running from the Lord's call to the city of Joppa, getting on a boat, going into the Mediterranean to flee to Tarshish, the the opposite direction uh, of the Assyrian city of Nineveh. And we have seen the Lord hurling a storm after him, pursuing him as a result of uh, the Lord uh, following after Jonah. The sailors, Phoenician sailors, are uh, saved and fear the Lord at the end of the first chapter. Jonah himself is sacrificed, so to speak, for the sailors and thrown into the water so that the storm would calm. Uh, But the Lord isn't finished with him. He sends a giant fish to swallow Jonah. We saw in chapter 2 Jonah's prayer from inside the fish, which uh, is interestingly devoid of uh, really uh, heartfelt repentance, and instead he is uh, talking about uh, uh, how he cried out to the Lord to save him, to deliver him. The Lord heard him, the the Lord commanded the fish, and the fish spit him up on dry land. Uh, And when we come to Jonah chapter 3, we are going to see, in many respects, some significant parallels to Jonah chapter 1. The word of the Lord comes to Jonah again. So let's read Jonah chapter 3, verses 1 through 3, and continue. Jonah 3, verse 1, Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the second time, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim to it the proclamation which I am going to tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three days walk. And we'll stop our reading there uh, for today. Now in verse 1, we have almost the exact same construction as Jonah chapter 1 and verse 1. In Jonah 1, 1, the word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, and in Jonah chapter 3, verse 1, We read again, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time, saying, So it's almost the exact same wording with the addition in chapter three of a second time. So Jonah is getting a second chance here. The Lord uh, is acting very graciously toward Jonah, first of all, in pursuing him after he disobeys and flees from the Lord's call and command. But now the Lord is extending to him a second opportunity. Uh, Typically when we read this, we focus on the the idea that Jonah is receiving a second chance here, that God is uh, graciously allowing him to go a second time and fulfill this command. Oftentimes we don't think of it in terms of the people of the city of Nineveh. Uh, In some respects, this is really showing us God's great concern for the city and the people of Nineveh. Such great concern that he is patiently working with this prophet to get him to go to these people because he is so interested in uh, dealing with their wickedness and their iniquity. So the inclusion of a second time emphasizes not only Jonah's second chance, but God's great love for the people and the city of Nineveh. All that came before chapter 3 served to work with Jonah, shape Jonah and mold him and push him in the right direction, uh, in addition to reshaping his heart. Now, I don't think that the latter... Of those has yet been accomplished. So, really, this entire book uh, could be read in view of the reshaping, the restructuring of the heart of the prophet. Is he where God necessarily wants him to be right now, here at the beginning of chapter three? I don't think he is just yet, and we'll see this as we continue to go on. Now, verse two says, Arise. Go to Nineveh, the great city, and proclaim to it the proclamation which I am going to tell you. Again, this is the same construction as chapter 1, verse 2. Uh, where he says, Arise, go to Nineveh, the great city, and cry out against it, all the way until we get to the word uh, proclamation. Proclaim this proclamation. This is literally to call out or cry out against the city of Nineveh with the calling out with which I am speaking to you. God would give the prophet the exact message that he wanted him to deliver to Nineveh, God was the one that was seeking to communicate with the people of Nineveh. And the way that he would do this was through his prophets. So this was not Jonah's message. And as we will see, Jonah, before chapter three, is hesitant to take the message. And even after chapter three, is uh, hesitant to deliver the message or really get behind the message. All along, this is God's message for the people of Nineveh. Jonah is simply the means of communication that God is using here. Now, verse 3 has some difficulties that it presents uh, archaeologically uh, in relation to the city of Nineveh. Verse 3 says, So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now, Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three days walk or a three days journey. The first thing to note here is that Jonah this time obeys the Lord. Instead of running from him, travels to Nineveh. I think we've seen the uh, heart. Uh, desire of Jonah, the action that he would take at the end of chapter 2. Chapter 2 and verse 9, when Jonah says, But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving that which I have vowed I will repay. Salvation is from the Lord. I think in that phrase, salvation is from the Lord, we're getting a clue that Jonah is conceding in his heart. Okay, God, you want me to take this message to Nineveh? Fine. I don't know why I don't like these people, but salvation belongs to you and you can give it to whomever you want to. It's not necessarily Jonah agreeing with God at this point, but he is going along with what God has asked him to do, probably because, hey, if God sent a giant fish to swallow you and your disobedience, you might change your mind too. And so would I. So Jonah rises, he goes to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. And then we have this phrase, Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city. A three days walk, a three days journey. Jonah is going to begin to, in verse 4, go through this great city and begin to pronounce the proclamation of judgment. But what does it mean here? that Nineveh is this exceedingly great city, a three days walk. Well, a couple of things uh, from the ancient world might help to uh, assist our understanding of this. First of all, typically Bible scholars will say that uh, the distance an individual could have walked in the ancient world on average was about 20 miles. So, if Nineveh is a city of three days journey, we can conclude, perhaps, that the size of the city uh, from this text would be somewhere around uh, 60 miles in diameter or perimeter. We're not necessarily given the specifics here, but if we use Just the idea that a day's walk or a day's journey was about 20 miles. Three days, then, would be about 60 miles. Now, there are some difficulties with interpreting it this way uh, archaeologically. So, excavations around the city of Nineveh, which is um, uh, equated with modern-day city of Mosul in Iraq, reveal that the city at this time in the 8th century BC of which we're speaking really was nowhere near uh, this size of 60 miles, either in diameter or in circumference if you were to walk around the walls. Um, During the time of Sennacherib, so even a little bit later than what we have in the book of Jonah, Uh, Sennacherib talks about his expansion of the walls of the city of Nineveh, and it was during the time of Sennacherib, you might remember, that uh, this king moved the capital of Assyria to uh, the city of Nineveh for the first time. It had always been a significant religious city, but it wasn't until uh, around 700 with the time of Sennacherib that it became the uh, capital of the empire of Assyria. At that time, Sennacherib talks about his expansion of the city walls to a circumference of about seven miles around. Now, that is significantly less than what is spoken about in the biblical text. That would mean that to cross through the city, uh, you could easily do that in a day, as well as going around the entirety of the wall. So how do modern Bible scholars deal with this uh, phrase, a three-day's journey? Well, there are a couple ways that you could potentially Uh, do this. One would be to say uh, the city of Nineveh that's referred to here was actually more of a province at the time of Jonah than just specifically the city within its walls. Um, Some supporting evidence for this would be that in the Assyrian Empire, they did have provincial areas. And so it might be possible that Nineveh uh, being referred to in the book of Jonah is not simply the city itself, but the entire surrounding area of Nineveh. One problem with that is that even the provinces in the Assyrian Empire from this time were relatively small, and and even the larger province wouldn't necessarily measure up to this three days journey to get all the way through. Another way that some people have attempted to deal with this issue would be to say that the three days walk Uh, in association with Nineveh was really the amount of time that it took to be able to adequately see everything in the city. Because uh, the city of Nineveh was so large, and make no mistake, it was a big city in the ancient world. In order to be able to see everything in the city, you would have to stay for three days, and really spend a good amount of time walking through uh, the entirety of the city, talking with different people and seeing different sites. Uh, Several years ago, I went to uh, the city of Paris, and uh, my friend and I stayed for just a couple of days. And each of those days were completely full, looking at popular sites throughout the city of Paris. And we didn't get to see everything in those uh, few days that we stayed in that city. So that is one possible way to uh, interpret this text. Another way would be to see these things three days, this three days journey, as something of an expression in the Hebrew world, a Hebrew idiom in other words. So it's not necessarily meaning and and shouldn't be taken to mean that the city of Nineveh was actually, uh, that it literally took three days to cross its entire vicinity but three days is sort of a, a way in Hebrew to say this is a really big city. So uh, what should be the uh, way to see uh, how these three days function here? Well, I think part of the answer comes from uh, the f- verse uh, 4, where Jonah begins to go through the city and he walks uh, one day's walk. Um, To me, this seems to refer to, rather than a figure of speech, that this actually has something to do with a literal physical distance in regard to the city of Nineveh. More on that tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu slash partner.